Let's begin to, to worship the Lord now through the Word of God. Take your Bible and turn to Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. We're going to be looking today at verses 4 through 6 to prepare our hearts for the Lord's Supper. You know, at the end of each year, we take stock of our lives, don't we? We look at what our strengths and weaknesses are. We look at how we can improve our lives. And then we, we make some resolutions concerning the future. Now think about the possibilities that lay before us. There are 12 new months ahead of us. There are 52 new weeks. There are 365 new days. There are 8,760 new hours. There are 525,000 new minutes. And there are 31,536,000 new seconds. And every one of these elements of time are very significant to God. Have you made your New Year's resolution yet? I want to suggest something to you today. In fact, I'm going to give you a New Year's resolution that could literally change your life, not only this year, but in the years to come. Here's the resolution I would suggest that all of us adopt as our resolution together as a body of Christ. Are you ready? Here it is. I will honor the Lord Jesus in 2023. Now, does that sound like a worthy resolution for you and your family? I hope and pray that you would say it would. So let's say that together. I will honor the Lord Jesus in 2023. I tell you, the benefits of that are not only in this life, but also in the life to come. Now, there are two huge mistakes we must avoid when we move into a new year. We've got to avoid remembering what we should forget. And we're good at that, aren't we? You know, we, it, it's hard for us to forget our failures. We, we keep allowing the, the devil to bring up our failures in our minds and hearts. And, and he is the accuser of the brethren, the Bible says. And he, he seeks to, to steal, kill, and destroy those who are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So one thing we've got to avoid, we've got to avoid remembering what we should forget. But here's another thing we've got to avoid. We've got to avoid forgetting what we should remember. There are some things that the Bible says that we must remember. And today is one of those things. Jesus said in the upper room with his disciples just before he died in Luke twenty-two nineteen, he said, do this in remembrance of me. And he was referring to the Lord's Supper. Now, to honor the Lord Jesus in 2023, our text today, verses 4 through 6 of Revelation chapter 1, says that we must remember who he really is. Now, the world has a different idea about Jesus. Have you noticed that? Sometimes I, I, I watch these commercials. He gets us. You know, they're, they're, they're there all the time. And, and they may have a, a, a good reason to do that. But sometimes I just wonder, 
Should we not be asking another question? Do we get him? Sure, he gets us. But do we get him? Do we understand who Jesus really is? I'm so glad that John, writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, included these words in Revelation chapter 1, because in these words, verse, verse 4 and verse, the first part of verse 5 of Revelation chapter 1, we see who Jesus really is. Notice the Bible says, John to the seven churches that are in Asia. Now you got to remember, this was a difficult time for the church. It was the first century. Domitian was uh, the Roman emperor, and he proclaimed himself to be God. And he demanded that people worship him. And if they didn't worship him, they would be persecuted, even martyred for their faith. And that's the reason John was exiled to the Isle of Patmos. And notice the Bible goes on to say in verse 4, John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace. And John wanted to remind, and the Holy Spirit wanted to remind these believers that even though they were going through difficult times, even though their lives were being threatened and their livelihood was being threatened, he wanted them to understand that the sovereign God would make his grace and peace available to every single one of them. And then notice, John to the seven churches are in Asia, grace and to you in peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. That's the eternal God, God the Father. God is eternal. He has neither beginning nor ending. And, and then from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and that's the fullness of the Holy Spirit. What we have here in the first part of Revelation is a reference to the triune God. We believe in one God who has eternally existed in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all of whom are co-equal. And then Revelation chapter 1, verse 5, the Bible says, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. Grace and peace flow from the Father, by the Son, and through the Holy Spirit. Now, the name Jesus, we learned this during Christmas, didn't we? The name Jesus means Savior. Do you realize that God has provided only one Savior for the entire world? Now, understand that this is not a localized God being referred to here. This is a sovereign God. This is a sovereign Savior, savior who, is, who, who can save any person anywhere in the world, anyone. He's Savior. And, and then the name Christ means Messiah, the long-promised Jewish Messiah. And, and then John refers to him as the faithful witness. Now, this, this refers to Jesus being the prophet that was prophesied that would come to the world in the book of Deuteronomy. He's the prophet. He came to bear witness to the truth of God and the gospel of salvation. 
And, and he's also the firstborn of the dead, the Bible says. That means he's the priest. He's the, the high priest who offered himself as a sacrifice for our sins on the cross of Calvary. And he was gloriously resurrected and he is alive today. And we worship not a dead savior, we worship a living savior, a living prophet, a living priest who gave himself for us. As a firstborn from the dead, Jesus has conquered death and exercised absolute authority over both the living and the dead, according to what Paul wrote in Colossians chapter 1, verse 18. And, and then he's referred to here as the ruler of the kings of the earth. See, Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and he is sovereign over every nation, over every ruler, over every king, on every partial of, the, of ground on this earth. He is, he is our prophet he is our priest and he is our king and we come to worship him and it's this prophet priest and king that God has provided for the world that we honor choose to honor in 2023 but how can we do it how can we legitimately honor Jesus in 2023 well we got to number one understand who he really is and number two, we've got to understand what he has done, what he has done. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 5, the last part of that verse, the Bible says, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who, look at this, loves us and released us from our sins by his blood. That's what he's done. He loves you. The Bible says that nothing can separate you as a born-again believer from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You say, well, pastor, I understand that on my best days, when I'm really serving God, when I'm really hitting on all cylinders spiritually, and I'm reading my Bible, and I'm praying, and I'm coming to church, I understand that God loves me during those times, but what about those times when I failed to read my Bible? What about those times when I failed to pray as I should? What about those times when I sleep in and I don't come to church? Does God still love me? Yes. He loves you not based upon your performance. He loves you because God is love, the Bible says. He loves you. And then the Bible says that he released us from our sins. How? By his what? by his blood here John refers back to the atoning death of Jesus on Calvary's cross our forgiveness rests solely upon the finished work of Jesus the atoning death of Jesus on the cross of Calvary you see you didn't do one single thing to earn God's forgiveness not one thing Jesus paid it all all to him we owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. Oh, what a wonderful thing it is to know that we have been released from our sin. We've been forgiven for every sin we've ever committed in the past. Any sin that we will commit today and any sin that we would commit in the future, we are released from our sins. We are forgiven. We are clean before God because Jesus shed his blood on the cross of Calvary for us. 
Look at verse 6. The Bible says, and he has made us to be a kingdom, priest to his God and Father. Now notice, he loves us in verse 5. He released us in verse 5. And in verse 6, he made us to be a kingdom, priest to his God and Father. God's people who make up the church are full participants in the kingdom of of God, a kingdom that never will end, a kingdom that is absolutely perfect and secure. And we have been made a part of his kingdom to exercise spiritual authority and to serve him in this broken and fallen world. That's our responsibility. Now, these first century Christians were garbage in the eyes of Rome. One of our politicians once said that people who uh, are conservative are like a, a basket of deplorables. Well, I want you to know that that's exactly what Rome thought about Christians in the first century. They were a basket of deplorables in their eyes. But I'll tell you, even though they were a basket of deplorables in the eyes of Rome, let me tell you, they were special to God. Every born-again believer was special to God because God loved them and God had released them from their sins and God had made them a kingdom of priests to serve him and to expand his kingdom locally, nationally, and globally. And this defines who we are. This is who we are. And this defines what our life purpose really is. So if we're going to honor the Lord Jesus in 2023, we must remember who he really is. And we must remember what he has done. And thirdly, we must remember how he is exalted. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 6 again, the Bible says, And he made us to be a kingdom uh, to be a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. John burst into praise and adoration as he rehashes the blessings the Lord Jesus has given to those who are his followers. Paul wrote these powerful words in Ephesians chapter 1. He said, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, and I pray that our eyes might be enlightened, so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Do not sink beneath the dignity of your calling as a priest enlisted in the service of our great king. The Lord Jesus Christ deserves dominion over our lives 
The Lord Jesus deserves dominion over this church. The Lord Jesus Christ deserves dominion over this entire world. Church, listen to me. He is worthy of this New Year's resolution that we're referring to today that I challenge every person to make it your resolution in this new year. I will honor the Lord Jesus in 2023. Now let me ask you a question. Has the Lord Jesus released you from your sins? Have you become a member of his eternal glorious kingdom? Start this new year the right way. I can't think of a better way to honor the Lord Jesus than by you receiving him as your Savior and your Lord. You can do that today. In fact, I'm going to ask our worship team to come. I'm going to ask our staff to come and disperse across the front here. And if you would like to receive Jesus as your Savior and as your Lord, I want to invite you to come to one of our staff members and just tell them that you want to be saved today. Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing to know that you know that you know that you have been released from your sins and that the God of heaven loves you perfectly? Oh, I pray that you come to Jesus today. But I want to say a word to believers today. Are you a believer already? I want to challenge you to be like a tree this year. Be like a tree. Turn over a new leaf. Get rid of some stuff in your life that is hindering your walk with Christ. It's hindering you from honoring Jesus this year. Stay firmly rooted in your faith. And when the strong winds of adversity strike, and you know they will, you know they will. When the strong winds of adversity strike, bend but do not break. And keep growing, keep growing spiritually. Bear fruit for the glory of our Lord. I, I encourage every believer to really pray about being a tree this year, being like a tree. You may want to come to the altar and, and pray that God would do these things in your life and make you like a tree, a strong, healthy, fruitful tree. You come as God leads you. Or maybe you want to join the church today. You're looking for a church home. Come to one of our staff members. We'll help you with that. Let me pray, and we're going to worship. And then it's your time to respond to God today. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the truth that we've discovered today about Jesus. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would move with supernatural power in people's hearts to change them and to help them to be all that you want them to be. Lord, we love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.